Welcome to the show. And yes, you're in the right place. I'm Jackie Simmons. I'm the host of the Suicide Prevention Show, where we are making suicide a thing of the past. And I'm very happy that you're here. Why? Here's why. Because we're going to be talking with one of my favorite people in the whole world. This is my friend Adele. She is amazing. And she's married to an entrepreneur. We're about to have a talk. So here we go. So Adele, come on in and unmute and put on your video. I think we, there we go, Tech Matters. Yay. How are you, Jackie? I am well. How are you? Good, good. Great to have me here. Thank you. Great to be with you here. And thank you for having me. <laughs> I didn't make that sentence. <laughs> you tried to put a lot into two words, I think. Right, right. Right, I think so. Well, you know, sec English being second language and all, you know. <laughs> yeah, and you live in Canada. So, I mean, that's a whole nother complexity to communication. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> lots of pleases, lots of thank yous. Lots of pleases and lots of thank yous. Always a good thing. You know, yeah. A few, few stories. But yes, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It boots. <laughs> so I uh, love my Canadian connections. So it's all all in jest here. There, there's uh, no sparring allowed. But Adele, I mean, we met because you're married to an entrepreneur and I'm an entrepreneur. Okay. So you're not an entrepreneur in the classic sense of the word. All right. right. Yeah. Just like yeah. I wasn't. When I was doing pure consulting, that wasn't considered being an entrepreneur. Yeah, because right. it's different. Correct. And your husband wasn't an entrepreneur when you all started out. Not really. Nope. Okay. So no. you were kids when we started out. <laughs> you were kids when you started out. <laughs> A little bit different. <laughs> all right. So we're we're going to play back and forth because you're. You're one of the smartest people I know, and you do cybersecurity. And so you do a lot of, um, we're going to call it analytical thinking, right? Yep. So if you were going to analyze, what is the biggest challenge of being married to an entrepreneur? That you think he or she is here. In my case, it's a he, but they're not here. Oh, say more about that. So, you know, I may be talking to him and he's nodding and he's, his eyes are like looking at me and he's not like touching his phone or anything. And then just like that. And then I'm like, hello, <laughs> is there anybody? Is anybody there? And then, and then he's like, yeah, no, I'm listening. I'm like, okay. And then, and he does get the gist of it, but he doesn't, really feel he is he's just not there you know and he's like yeah mechanically he's there everything is happening but he's not analyzing anything nothing is really getting through you know and then he's like no sorry i'm back i'm back yeah i did hear you saying this and this and this so oh that means that you're feeling this oh thank you for sure okay tell me more i'm like okay thank you for having you back so then now uh, i move on you know, I talked to him a little bit more and then he's like, okay, okay, okay. And then slowly he backs up. 
<laughs> reality is that when you're an entrepreneur, your brain doesn't often fully disengage from your business. And, right. and right. That's, what, that's what you're describing. That's a very beautiful way to describe it. Okay. So entrepreneurs, heads up. What would you like for him to do? Just for this one challenge. Because we need to know what, what would make it better. Or, right. or is it just that this is the way it is? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think, you know, like, he re the thing is, I really understand that um, he's doing his best and he wants to be here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like having the two-way understanding, I think really helps. So um, I understand that and he understands that I want him here. So then I guess it's always a back and forth. Sometimes like he's completely here and sometimes it's like, I feel like it's also up to me to remind him to please come back, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, or sometimes I just realize that as much as I don't like to accept it or acknowledge it, whatever that is happening for him is a lot more important than what I'm telling him. In that moment, and, got it. Yes, and then so, then I flip it and I said, you tell me what's what's happening what's happening with you right now what are you thinking about and then so he you know lays all out for me and then i'm like okay so then then he finally gets it out of his system and then you know he talks it out he talks while he's analyzing his own you know whatever issue you're thinking about and then and then he comes back and he's like okay you know i'm clear i'm good now you talk and then so i can go back so uh -huh. I guess, I guess like I, mm, I'm okay with what he's doing because he's trying his best. So I'm, I'm going to just back the truck up here a little bit. Sure. Was it always that easy? No. <laughs> okay. Let's take people in a way back machine. Yes. Because you're describing a very evolved, very functional relationship. Right. And I'm an entrepreneur. My relationships are not always so functional, if you know what I mean. So, yeah. so what was the problem with the, yeah, I, I can't even figure out how to answer the question because I am so caught up in this visual you just gave me. I'm going, oh my, you could have been describing the conversation that Mark and I were having where he was talking and I was nodding and it was about you know, the things that are important to him in his life and, and, and where he is right now that had absolutely nothing to do with my business. And I was, you know, maybe engaged over here thinking about putting together the summit. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, yep. oh my God, you were sitting in my house last night. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> So the entrepreneurial experience is one of very heavy engagement with the change we want to see in the world. And that can leave some, some distance in a relationship. You guys have solved it by having a clear understanding about what's going on. But before you understood what was going on, what did it look like to you? So I guess when he just started out, um, First of all, I have to tell you a little bit about what, um, you know, what he had in mind um, about entrepreneurship before he went into it. And that was his experience with his dad. 
you know, you know a lot about this. So um, because he, his dad was also an entrepreneur, he knew the pains of an entrepreneurial family and the family members pain, you know, not having them around and, and or them being around, but not really being there, just physically being there and not really mentally be there. Um, so he, he kind of knew it going into it. And, and he talked a lot of that, like he, he talked about it to me a lot. And then so, and this is, this was completely a new concept for me, this whole entrepreneurial life and businesses and stuff like that. Because um, my parents, uh, they're both uh, doctors, like, well, my, my, my mom is a physiotherapist, but they always had their own clinic that was like always full. Like they didn't do any marketing, any business stuff for, for that. Like they always had a lot of, um, you know, patients and um, sometimes, you know, money wasn't good in, in my childhood, but because uh, they would give a lot of it away. Um, but, um, but there was always money. There was always money. Like we could live smaller, but live and have everything. But then his childhood, with his dad and uh, being an, a real entrepreneur wasn't the same. And so he knew the pain and then he talked, uh, he talked about it to me and he told me a lot. And then so, so I was kind of like, I thought I know. And oh, okay, so that's the, that's the pain. Okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for letting me know and whatever. But nah, like, you know, <laughs> it was still a big learning curve, obviously. So I went into it and I was like, okay, okay, you know, I got this, I got this. So in the beginning, I was like, yeah, you know, just suck it up. You did, he did tell you and, and you said, yeah, I understand and I'm okay with this and let's go. And so now just suck it up. So, you know, this is it, this is it. Um, he's not around. He was, he was working like crazy hours. Mm -hmm. You know him, right? Whenever he's starting something fresh, he's like, 100% there. Um, and, and he was also thinking that, so she knows, and, and you know, she, sometimes he would check in, and I'd be like, yeah, no, I'm good, I'm good, yeah, all good, you know, you're not around, I get it, you know, this is your passion, blah, 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 like all understanding wife and all. And then, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, no, darn, I cannot do this. And then so, and so, you know, we, we start talking and then he's like, but I thought you knew. And I said, yeah, but, um, you know, this is not working for me. Like, I can't do it this way. And so, you know, we started like learning our own feelings and uh, talking about it because for a long time we didn't talk about it. Like, we didn't talk about it. He's, he's like, you know, you knew, so you're still okay. I'm like, yeah, I knew, so I'm okay. <laughs> so, okay. so we call that being stoic not the same kind of stoicism we were talking about earlier today but but you know, you you yeah. were you really were in the suck it up buttercup kind of you know yeah mm. what happened to change that what did well you know? i guess it was just too much it just it was just too much and i went like I was alone everywhere. I'd go to get togethers and parties and meeting friends by myself, you know. Uh, he would come back home very late. Uh, we wouldn't have any catch up time. I'd really miss him. Like, I really missed him. Um, and so, you know, there were 
so many, many things, like it was impacting everything. And I was doing a lot of things for myself at the house, you know, um, I guess like it was just too much. And, and, you know, I didn't even have this enough time to talk to him, uh, let alone him not be there when I'm talking to him. <laughs> you know? that's, that's, that's an issue that comes later. I wasn't even there. I didn't have him at all. So, um, uh, so you know, like uh, I talked to him and, and but I, I didn't come and, you know, I didn't come across as if I'm nagging. Uh, but I started talking to him as if I, I want sympathy. I want, um, I want my friend back, you know? I, I wasn't, like, a lot of times in our relationship, the way it works is uh, when, you're, um, when um, one of us is doing something that the other one is suffering because of what, like, if he's suffering because of what I'm doing, and mm-hmm. um, then, then we go back to friends mode. And, and we say, and like, he would come to me and say, Hey, you know, I just want you to be my friend and I want to talk about my wife. So that puts everything in a whole other perspective, you know, I'm like, okay. Say that a little slower. I want you to be my friend in what? I want you to be my friend right now. And I want to talk about my wife. Ah, I love that. Yeah. So I, all of a sudden I'm a third party. I'm not the wife. You right. Know? So then, then um, that's, that's exactly the way I talked to him back then. And I said, you know, I want you to be my friend. And um, so, so he was like, and that's when we know that it's important and you have to listen. Whatever is happening, it's bad, you know? So then um, I, like he would really completely listen and be like, okay, well, so what's happening? And I say, you know, this is what's happening with my husband. And I knew it ahead of time. He knew it ahead of time. But still, it, these are these challenges. And then he would tell me as a friend what to do so that he, my husband would be able to fix it for me. And or what, what is my husband maybe thinking? What is my husband maybe facing? And what are his issues? Maybe he's feeling alone too because you're not talking much business to him. And, you know, like, because that's, that's a real issue, I think, that a lot of entrepreneurs feel that they're alone in their own business, in their own bubble. You know, right? that's very, very true. Yeah. Um, I hadn't even thought about it that way. And so for anybody listening who's thinking about becoming an entrepreneur or you're an entrepreneur, a new stage or experience, um, my own experience of this as I'm listening to you is, yeah. Because I, I've got this, oh boy, and I was just talking about should, Bill. Okay, I got a should around yeah. this that says that when I'm with him, I should not be talking about my business. Mm-hmm. But it means that he doesn't know what I'm doing. And it is really, really lonely. And he's very supportive, but he's also clueless because I had a rule. I'm going gonna, gonna, gonna to be talking with him you know, after the summit. Um, after the show, let's see, I'll write that, write my notes. So anyway, because yeah, this concept of, oh, I shouldn't be talking with him about my business when, cause I'm engaged in my business so much, but it makes it very different, you know, to not have that. It does make it lonely. So this is a wonderful way to have a conversation, Adele. 
Yeah. Yeah. We love Everybody it. Everybody is on the same page because you're actually asking permission. When you say, you know, I need to talk to my friend or I want to, I want you to be my friend right now. You guys are giving each other an opportunity to actually agree to come into that conversation. And that's a very useful skill. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can see where it would work about my business too. You know, I could go to Mark and I could say, I want you to be my friend right now because I can talk to you about my business. Yeah. 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 It would be a different conversation. Yes, totally. Absolutely. Or I want you to be another business owner and weigh in on this, on this idea I have, you know, or I want you to be my end user. It's a role play. It's a role play and it works amazingly. Like a lot of times his ideas, like he has have um, business ideas and, uh, and I just go to the role of somebody who is prospecting him as a mentor. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I, I play that role completely and I'm not the wife, not somebody who knows him. I don't care what he's doing. I don't care if there's like people raving about him or negative stuff or whatever. I don't care. I, I like, I'm completely, mm -hmm. you know, um, a, somebody who doesn't know him at all. And it's like blank space. And now put it out there and let me see what I like or if I don't like it or whatever. So it works very well. I love this design or architecture. Or I don't know what to, to call it. Well, okay. so let's, let's uh, design, architecture, framework. Um, yeah. we, we, we'll call it a, a, a conversation template. Um, yeah. But yeah, okay. so really this idea that you can ask someone to be a certain persona, to be part of, you know, to be in a role-playing thing. You know, let's, we won't call this the no drama club. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so that's a lovely thing for an entrepreneur to have. It, it's a sounding board without having to go do market testing. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, like when you're the friend and you come with a lot of compassion, a lot of understanding, a lot of no blaming, no judgment, mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm just here for you and, and um, you know, I, I don't care how bad it is. I just want to help you. And it's not affecting me. So I don't have any emotions around it. Yeah, that's, that's a beautiful thing because it's very different than if, you know, I'm, I'm the wife, you know, or I'm the, I'm the partner and I have my, I might have some emotion around that. And, you know, and there might be worry about the potential impact. Whereas if you can come into it with the energy of I'm just a friend, just listening and it doesn't impact me. It is an advanced brain game because we're not you know, going into the land of delusion here. We're just making a conscious choice to be present. Yeah. And that's a really good skill for anyone, but especially if you're married to an entrepreneur yeah. to be able to just be present. Yeah. It gets messy. So we're going to let people weigh in. If you've got a question and you're on live, you can put it into the chat. If you're an entrepreneur or an entrepreneur partner, you know, and you have a question about how this particular skill might work for you, this is a good time and you can pop those in. And in the meantime, while we're waiting for that, 
I don't. I want you to be my friend so I can talk about my husband. I want you to be a business owner so I can talk about the plan I have. I want you to be a potential prospect so I can run you know, this new product idea by you. That makes you a very valuable resource in the relationship. And it's a priceless skill. You know, it's like, yeah. oh my God, you want to, you ever want to be an entrepreneur? We know what product you can do. You know, yeah. you could build out a course just on how to be the successful partner of an entrepreneur. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like I, I actually see that, um, you know, the, the daughter, mother um, thing too, um, that is in the chat right now. And uh, this actually, I started it because of an of a big issue I had with my mom or my mom had with me we had a big fight big big fight mm -hmm. and uh, we weren't talking much like it was really bad and brutal for I don't know, a couple of months or something and when I was a teenager uh -huh. and um, I think I was like 16 17 or something and it was so bad that like we couldn't we couldn't even talk like every time we would just talk and it would just become a fight it would become a fight and then so what i did was and my mom loves writing loves reading so what i did was i wrote her a 12 or 15 page long letter wow i wrote her a letter because i thought okay she loves reading oh something else to know is that that fight was so big that um like um we wouldn't let the other party talk fully and then we start like judging them or like whatever and be like no this is wrong this is wrong blah 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 so so i thought i need to really talk <laughs> and tell her everything and then and then i'll be able to listen okay and probably that's what she felt too mm -hmm. but anyway so i wrote this letter long long letter and then and uh, like it took me probably like five days to, to write it up. And she loves uh, poems. So I actually added some poems too about family and stuff. Like it was, it was very well instructed. <laughs> well, that's quite a determined teenager. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Five like days on a writing project in poetry. <laughs> this was really important to you. Yes. I really wanted to make my point across. And then, so I, this is, that was the first time I used this model that I told my mom in that letter, my mom, I love you. I love you so much. But right now I don't want to talk to my mom because she is also talked to her daughter that she's responsible for a teenager daughter in Iran. I completely understand it, but for you to understand what I'm doing or, or what I'm saying, I need you to be a teenage friend for me. Become a teenager friend for me. And then think about everything I'm, I'm, I'm saying from this, uh, from this perspective. And then I started, and uh, like all I was talking about, I wrote mom and then with a red pen, I went, I crossed it. <laughs> On top of it, I said, friend, 
Oh, no, no. I didn't say friend. I said Pedron. That's her name. Yeah. I said Pedron. I kept calling him, calling her Pedron, my best friend. And then I went on and on. You can see in my bio that she is one of my best friends. And so I went on and on just every time I was making a point and I wanted to uh, call her out, I would do this so that I would remind her that you're still not the mom. This isn't about you. Don't take it personally. <laughs> and, and then <laughs> I went brilliant. all the way out. And then, and then I said, now I want you to be my mom again. And then I, I was like, I, I love you so much. Thank you so much for listening, blah, 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 blah. And now I'm waiting to hear what you have to say. I'm waiting. I do want to do that. And maybe I become you. Maybe I become a mom. And maybe this. And then, and then anyway, so um, then I, I put the, the leather outside her, um, outside her bedroom, like during the night when she was sleeping. And it was, a, it was a weekend, so I could sleep in. Uh, and I went and I slept in, and uh, in the morning, I, I woke up to a small note. I have, I have all of them, by the way. I have a small note that she wrote to me um, that I love you so much. It's like another, it's the, it's, it, this is like the first day um, that I ever met you, and that I, I think that I, you were just born and I never knew you this way. And this is so amazing. And then, and then at the end, she, she signed, I don't know what to call myself, um, Mom Pedram, which is her name, or your student. <laughs> and, and I have goosebumps right now. This is, it was great. So Kathy, or I don't know if you call your name. Yeah, Kathy, um, this is for you. I think it would really work. <laughs> it completely went, yes. But... You know, just say, you know, if you had a daughter, <laughs> think about yeah. it. Oh, what a great idea. That's, a, that's a, a really lovely thought. Okay, so for those who think that you might have to work a little bit with your entrepreneur, or for those entrepreneurs who think that maybe they're going to need to have a little work done or their partner's going to need to do a little work around this, writing the letter might be a good place to start so that you can actually lay out this idea of, I just, I, for the purposes of this conversation, this letter, that's lovely. Uh, you know, just, just to tell them up front and to, to remind them. I love the way you did the reminders because I can see where this could be in the first time that I would try to do this. I can see where, reminding the other person who they are in the story might be really important, especially if it's about, you know, major decisions or it's about stuff that has been stockpiling, which often happens with entrepreneurs. What you, what you described about, you know, working long hours, maybe not being fully present when they are present, you know, mechanically here, but mentally elsewhere, you know, all of those things occur and a lot of um, unfinished conversations can stockpile. And I just, I hadn't even thought about it until we went into this conversation that, oh yeah, uh-huh, it is the entrepreneurial dilemma. How do you stay present for the people that you care about and at the same time be totally engaged in your business? And so these are some great ways.
to have this conversation, Adele. Awesome. 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 Okay. So that's the biggest challenge. When it comes to being the partner of an entrepreneur, what's your biggest fear? His is stress. Say that again. His stress levels. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know why you would be concerned about that. I don't find it stressful at all to be an No, he actually says that. I'm like, bullshit. I'm sorry. <laughs> he keeps telling me that. that no, I'm not stressed. I love this. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> you know, the adrenaline, I get it. Okay, I get it. I, yeah, the, there is a, there's a pace to entrepreneurialism that brings up a lot of emotions. So whatever gets someone's juices, it can be incredibly um, compelling. I won't say, well, yeah, well, it can be addictive. The adrenaline can be absolutely addictive. And so one of the biggest challenges then is to recognize that this might cause my partner some stress. I don't necessarily feel stressed, but they might observe some behaviors that would indicate that I was stressed. Yeah. Um, Self-sabotage comes to mind. You know, when, when, and when an entrepreneur's behaviors are not always in alignment with building their business. Yeah. It would be an indicator that maybe their stress level's a little high. But certainly the greatest gift that I think you bring is your awareness. And so managing your own stress, I know, was really important to you before you tried to tackle this. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, you know, you know, you know a lot. Yes, yes. So I the greatest gift a partner it. can do is manage your own stress. Yeah. And then how would you approach this conversation with him? Because obviously his opinion is going to be different than yours. Yeah. See, this is a tough one because I'm really judging him from outside and he's telling me from inside. And, and obviously um, whatever he's saying has more authenticity and truth about the, the, the subject here, right? So, um, and of course, where I'm coming from is fear, but where he's coming from is, you know, this is me, it's happening inside me. I know, I know what truth or, and, and not, and, and obviously I'm, I don't want to lie, I'm not lying. Uh, but then there's always the challenge of, am I being truthful to myself, you know? Am I really feeling my own stress? Uh, oh, that's a really key point. Right. All right. So if your biggest fear is about the emotional state of your entrepreneurial partner and you check in with them and they're going, mm, not feeling it, it might be projection. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Oh, that's really cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. So... You know, like I, I, he he knows this. You know his medical background too. You know he he's been um, medically, um, he he had many issues, right? And especially the cancer. And uh, I almost lost him twice. 
And um, that was, that's like a very dark, dark time of my life. Um, and uh, so that's, that's where my fear is. And, uh, but he feels no fear about that, which I'm really grateful for, you know, like, but uh, I always have the fear of it coming back, you know, and being caused, you know, the cause being um, stress and, um, and all that. And I still really think that the stress caused it uh, the first time around too. Um, you know, you know, all this stories behind that too, you know, going almost homeless and all that kind of stuff. And that happened before him having cancer. So I, I always um, think that it's stress, you know? And so whenever I feel that he's stressed or he's putting too many hours and whatever, uh, I get stressed out because yeah. I think he's stressed. So I talk to him and then what he always tells me that really eases me is that, you know, when I get stressed, I get stressed when I have a lot of things to do, but I'm taking rest and, uh, and I'm just like watching TV or being a you know, couch potato or whatever, and, um, and I'm not doing it. That's when I'm stressed. Ah. If I work a lot, that doesn't mean I'm stressed. I'm actually working so that I don't get stressed so that nothing gets in the backlog and, uh, and all the important stuff that are time sensitive and whatever gets done, that's when I'm like, okay, I'm not stressed, I'm good. But, um, and, and I know that if I'm working, I don't feel that because I know that I'm getting stuff done and so I'm not gonna be stressed. But if, I, if you want me to just be with you and not do the work, I'll get stressed out. Although I'm happy I'm spending time with you, but I get stressed out. And I'm like, that completely makes sense. Like it really makes sense. Oh no, that's a great explanation. That's a great explanation because that's exactly my experience. When I have a lot of things to do and time sensitive things to do and the, the should of I should spend some time with Mark and so I'll go and try to you know watch a movie or I'll or to sit and you know even something as simple as to sit and have a meal can be really stressful for me if I've got all of these things that are on my mind with time sensitivities going on um so wow being able to share that awareness would certainly dial down the drama um, that's a really key awareness. So for entrepreneurs, you want to check in. When do you feel stressed? And you need to be honest about when you feel stressed. The, la the worst thing I think that an entrepreneur can do is to try to, um, try to downplay the challenge of being an entrepreneur and maintaining a relationship, any relationship. You know, if you downplay the challenge of that, you're shortchanging the possibilities in the relationship because you guys have developed some amazing communication skills, you know, and some, some incredible um, practices. We'll keep with that word. Some incredible practices that allow you to stay engaged in the entrepreneurial space that he's in. And 
for that, I'm incredibly grateful because these are not conversations that I could come up with for people. Because I'm an entrepreneur. I have no clue what Mark's experience would be. You know, and so, uh, but yeah, that's also, Mark and I are both entrepreneurs. So this is a little interesting. So we're gonna, we're gonna be playing this on both sides of the court. All right, so we've got the biggest challenge biggest fear and the biggest fear is around stress and realizing when you're projecting that and understanding what really stresses them out and it's not working long hours it's the conflict between trying to think that they should be doing this and should be doing that so we won't call that a double invitation to should bill all right so that conflict is is a real source of it's really the source of the stress so being clear with each other about expectations would probably help that. All right. Anything that, um, let's see. Oh, there we go. We got a comment. Okay. A, a challenging entrepreneurs to try to put themselves in the shoes of someone who isn't an entrepreneur. Good luck with that. I'm not sure my brain is that flexible, but it's, it, it would have the virtue of not having been tried. So we, we can figure out a way to try these things. What did we miss? Let's see. So when it comes to being married to an entrepreneur, aha, what's your biggest frustration? Frustration. I guess that was, you know, the, the first thing I talked about, being alone mm -hmm. um, and not being heard sometimes just because he's not there or because He's not um, there. <laughs> yeah, he's not there. And, and or when he is, um, I think that he's already dealing with a lot of stuff, so I shouldn't add more to it. Um, and that happens. That does happen. And so, you know, like, for example, when like this event you're putting together, right? It's huge. There's a lot of work that goes into it. Lots of work, right? So I know. And then, for example, same thing he is doing, and um, I know he's prepping for it, and he's working extra hours and all that, and, you know, something has happened for me during the day. I can't talk to him about it. You know, I don't want to. I don't want. If I have to, of, of course I will. But, um, but I wouldn't. Um, so I just, you know, put it in the back burner till... And he is done and, um, and I can talk to him or I can tell him and, or, um, you know, like sometimes I can't, um, you know, like we are coupled, right? So there's, um, there's a lot of stuff that he has to do for life or, uh, or parents or friends or whatever. Um, but I can't tell him during that time. So like, I tell him later that this is what you need to do, by the way, and you have only this much time. And, <laughs> and that's only what you can do. I can't do it. Um, so, but, but yeah, being, being alone or feeling lonely sometimes in a relationship and, you know, uh, really frustrates me. And of course, like, I think everybody. Um, but I think he also has maybe shares the same frustration being alone, you know, sometimes 
um, not um, not being able to really make his business frustrations or money frustrations, um, uh, you know, something that I can feel, and on that, not just know, but feel, because uh, because that's his life. That's that's um, you know what's going on in his day to day life. So if I'm a real good partner, I would want to know about it and feel it too. But sometimes I can't, um, and I think so. He may he may have the same level of frustration that he's not heard much you know <laughs> like yeah yeah I think I think like sometimes um we talk different languages it's like as if we're talking different languages so that's yeah true. yeah so okay so that's a really really clear answer thank you so much because this idea that entrepreneurs sort of do have a language and that people who are not entrepreneurs have a different language and so the frustration about not being understood um, is, is what, you know, because, yeah, we, the, the challenge is the time and the being here or being here, but not present. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and so that's a wonderful skills as far as the role playing and the letter writing that reminds people of what role they're in when they're reading it. And then the fear of the stress being overwhelming and being able to communicate on what really is the source of stress, because it wasn't what was obvious. It was the opposite in a way. Um, can you say something else that I just remembered about uh, frustration was that um, the, <laughs> the other thing that I think is funny is that and, you know, sometimes I keep, you know, telling him that, hey, you've been working a lot, you know, we haven't spent much time or let's spend time together and he's like yeah, yeah okay we should do that yeah I agree okay. and then uh, <laughs> and then later like let's say the day after he finds like two hours or he clears up two hours in his schedule so it's like very short notice and then he's like oh let's spend time together I'm like, dude I've got a life too you know <laughs> I have plans too and you were in my plan but he's like oh what I thought you wanted time together I'm like I do, but, but not like this. Like, let's, let's have some kind of schedule and what if, but he's like, no, but you know, my time is like, you know, my time, you know, my time isn't like this. Like, 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 this is how much time I've got right now. And I really, you know, how much, how much I, how hard I tried to get this time to myself and for you, for you, I did it for you. And now you're saying, no, you're going out with your friend. I'm like, because I have planned it a week ago. <laughs> so, you know, I, 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 I am feeling your pain here on, on behalf of everyone who is um, in relationship with an entrepreneur. This is what it's like. So it's like, okay, if you have zero tolerance, for a journey that has to have some, some you know, give and take and some practice going back and forth, don't marry an entrepreneur. Don't, don't get in partnership with an entrepreneur. See, that's the thing. I, I, I married him and then he started this journey. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I don't know, into it, but still. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, it, it's the shift that happens when someone becomes an entrepreneur is not to be underestimated. 
the brain works differently. And there are so many people being pushed out of corporate America and into entrepreneurship who just are not prepared for this. So I think that this is a hugely helpful conversation. And one of the reasons that I was just so delighted that you could come on the show is because right now, one of the demographics that's seeing the largest uptick in suicide rate is among entrepreneurs because the, the pressure of shift, they don't have a lot of time to adapt into this new way of their brain being rewired and it impacts every area of their life. It, you cannot be an entrepreneur and expect that your parents, your spouse, your kids, your friends, everyone is going to be impacted by this one decision and it may not have even been your choice to make. Now, I'm an entrepreneur by accident, but it was an accident that occurred over 30 years ago. So I've had an opportunity to adapt. But my marriages, and I say marriages because I have two that did not survive because an entrepreneur's brain works a little differently. And I take full responsibility for the fact that I picked a partner who was corporate America. You know, there, there was just not a lot of, uh, of compatibility there. Now that I know more about how the entrepreneurial brain is wired, my partner is another entrepreneur. You know, <laughs> it's like we kind of, we, we, we still have the same, just saying, we still have the same challenges with the here, but not here and not here to be able to talk to each other. We still have some of the same fears around stress. And this conversation, even though stress management is my background, Adele, your perspective from the partners on, on this whole conversation is just really, really helpful and so needed. This is information that if people knew, they would have better communication around it because at least they would know that these are the potential problem areas. And then when it comes to the frustration, you know, this idea of spontaneity and lack of um, context. Yes. You know, I, I love the, the, yeah, but you said you wanted time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that. You know, and, and so has Mark, you know, depending on which one of us was engaged in, in the most in a project. And it's like, well, I've got you know, time right now. And I'm like, I've got a deadline. You know? yeah. <laughs> exactly. uh, I, so so the, the ability to keep people in the loop, especially around calendars and around expectations and, you know, this idea that, yes, I want to spend time with you and... I'd like 24 hours notice, you know, at least. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so it's, it's a big piece of peace in the planet would be enhanced if people took these skills, especially about expressing their expectations into all of their relationships, you know, because I know a lot of business relationships that have gone south because there was not this clear expectation around time. It's, I think that uh, it sums it up really, really well. 
Cool. All right. Any last thoughts? Anything you want people to know? Um, yes. I think in my heart, I always know that he loves me and he wants to do right by me. And I think that always helps with, um, with all the fears and pain and frustrations and everything that I feel. And, um, and that's, that what gives me my awareness, you know, or, or compassion or whatever I'm feeling towards him and understanding um, him as well, because uh, I'm sure he, he wants to do it. He just can't do it. And I think um, that's why, you know, even because uh, when we got together, we were kids, but um, later on, he picked this business or previous businesses and stuff. And, and we both learned what to do. But the only reason we stuck to it was because we knew we really love each other and we would do everything we can and to be successful, to make money, to uh, do all the stuff that we want to do in, and in our dreams and stuff. But still, the main thing, the most important thing, and the first, first thing we got to do is to stick together because we love each other and accept all the hardships that come, come to us, you know? And so, yeah, so I, I think just don't, um, don't uh, lose sight of that of your love and then that would that would help you you know and navigate through all of this that's a really good point get yourself on solid ground with the committed relationship and this is true whether it's a life partner whether it's a parent whether it's a child you know, get on solid ground with what's the framework of the relationship. You know, what, what is it that, I've, that I'm solid about? And having that conversation makes everything else just a little easier. And that's what we're looking for on the show. That's why we call it teaspoons. We're looking for the things that make it a little easier. So, Adele, thank you so much for helping and make it a little easier for people to be in partnerships with entrepreneurs and perhaps for entrepreneurs to sustain relationships. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> thank you so much for having me, Jackie. That was absolutely so much fun and really, really great, amazing discussion. And I guess I got like goosebumps all around me. It was really, really good. But I think you're about to get a letter from your daughter, daughter Caddy. 